Hey everyone, welcome to episode 2 of Anthem the Podcast. Uh, we're the Potato Heads and uh, we're going to do our first impressions episode. So in case you forgot, my name's Brandon and this is Jared and Kendall. Say hi guys. Hi guys. There you go. Okay, so <laughs> in case you haven't already, go back and listen to episode 1 of uh, our podcast because it's probably the best podcast that you'll ever hear in your entire life. And if it's not, you can go ahead. <laughs> it's and true. It's solid send Jared gold. A message. It's his fault. Solid. So uh, today we just want to talk about all of Anthem Media and the first impressions we've had of Anthem up to this point. We're going to go through how we first heard about the game, what we thought about it, and then as uh, that has progressed, like through the trailers and the alpha and. And blah, blah, blah. So, um, Jared, as always, why don't you start us out and, and tell us how you were first introduced to the game and what your initial impression was. All right. Um, well, I think my first introduction was probably back in the the E3 trailer where they just did the little reveal of what was to come. Um, obviously, it wasn't gameplay footage. But it was what 2017 uh, when that E3 was there. It was middle of middle of Destiny one or near the end of Destiny one, beginning of Destiny two era, and so uh, it looked like a game that I would be interested in. You know that type of Iron Man shooter type stuff. It got me excited because uh, of Destiny. Well, kind of. I mean, Destiny was the game that I had been playing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also the similar genre, or at least I felt it looked similar genre to Destiny. And I got excited because, hey, why not have another game to play, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, that was probably my first real, uh, I guess, like introduction. introduction to it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, beyond that, though, I'll be honest, I kind of fell through uh, the cracks until about 2018. So, right. What about you, Kendall? Um, well, honestly, uh, my first, my friend, well, wow. My first introduction to the game, um, was, I don't even remember 2014, 2015 when just the name Anthem was released that they were in develop, it was in development. Um, and again, that was in the destiny era. Um, and I was falling in love with the destiny life and, uh, I was like, well, that, that'll be interesting. I'll have to keep an eye on it. And then once that E3 uh, um, release happened, um, I got more and more excited about it because it, it was that first-person perspective. You get to talk with people. Like It, it looked really interesting to me. Um, and obviously it's progressed to, to now where it's it's coming out soon and, mm-hmm. and it's really exciting to me. Yeah. I, I think there's going to be a lot of first impressions cause we'll talk about those later, but uh, a lot of people are, are going to be introduced to it even after it comes out. Cause it doesn't seem like it has a huge, massive um, following right now. But for me, uh, so my first impression, Kendall actually texted me and we were talking about destiny Two, and it was kind of drying up and, and getting a little bit boring and Kendall's like, well, I can't wait till Anthem comes out. And I was like, wait a minute, Anthem. Like, what the heck is this? Cause uh, <laughs> what, what is this game? <laughs> yeah. Was, uh, and and was, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, and You're welcome. Change my life. No, but 
Um, hopefully. So I, I looked it up online. I was like, holy crap, this looks like a, a game that I could really sink my teeth into. Um, and then, you know, going through the, the progression of the first trailers and the first real gameplay trailer, um, I just kind of got hooked on it because we'd been playing Destiny for years and went through everything with that. But uh, Anthem just seemed like a, a fresh take on, on the loot shooter genre anyway for me. Um, so as the first trailers came out and like the first gameplay trailer and developer streams, how, how do you guys think that that like changed your impression from what you thought initially about it? Um, let's go with Kendall. Um, well, you know, my first, uh, my first impression of the, like the gameplay trailers was, uh, it wasn't what I was expecting actually from that initial E3, uh, release. It was, it seemed like that first person perspective, like I was saying, and then that first gameplay trailer, I was like, well, hold on a second. This is a third person view. That's, that's interesting. That's, mm-hmm. that's a different take on it. Um, yeah. You know, you so you are a third-person view guy, though, Kendall. So it's true. It's very true. And <laughs> and not. so I I did I was excited, but it it threw me it threw me for a loop because it wasn't what I was expecting. Because you because you, you're used to Destiny, right? Right, right, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I I did not like the third person. Like when I that was my my first thing when I saw it. I was like, wait a minute. This is a this is a third-person game. I wasn't super thrilled. I, I wasn't huge on how the division felt. Um, I mean, it was fine, but, um, and then destiny, whenever you'd go into the third person, it always felt kind of weird. Um, but like going through the gameplay trailer and the developer streams, um, I was, and then hearing people's feedback of those that had played it and had seen it up close at E3 and, and them saying that it actually feels really good, like feels a lot better than it shows, um, or that people think it is. I, I kind of got more optimistic about it. Um, right. what do you For think, sure. Jared? Yeah. Well, I, I'm, I'm on the same page. I'm, I'm not, uh, a real big fan of third person game modes. Um, so I get motion sick and sometimes third person just, I, I feel like I start spinning bag. in circles. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like getting dizzy. I'm like, oh, why am I doing this to myself? Maybe they should like have a, a controller attachment that you could just like throw up into whenever you want to. Oh, yeah. um, Has a barf bag included. Like a barf bag clip on to your controller. The, the, the gamer's essential add-on. Yeah. yeah, I, think, yeah. I think that's like the, the silver platinum version. Comes yeah. with a barf yes. bag. If you yeah. subscribe, you get bonus stickers. Uh, oh, gosh. Um, no, but... It's I get I'm giving it a chance even right now I'm still uh, a little wary just because of how I mm-hmm. feel about third person shooters but I I don't have as much concerns and when I when I saw it I was like you know I saw them start flying and stuff and I'm like oh sweet but then at the same time you realize how hard some of those mechanics can actually be to program into a game and get it right yeah and and. Uh, with my excitement, there's still apprehension, but I, I was really excited, especially the more I got into destiny two and, you know, we'll talk about the later, but it just felt like I was ready for a change. And I, I continued to get more excited. The developer streams, um, 
one of the biggest things that made me really excited was that the developers themselves were playing the game as if they were gamers. And they've, they've tweeted that before where they said that they are gamers first developers second. And I could, I could see that in the streams because they would go through, play it and knowing that it's not a written story that anything in the environment could change how they're presenting this. And, and you could see that they were having fun. And that really was the biggest impact for me is knowing if they can have fun, then I can have fun. Yeah, no, seriously. Cause uh, we talked about this before, especially with um, <clears throat> other games that I won't mention, but we would watch the reveal and like the developer streams and then they would start playing it and they totally sucked. And you're mm-hmm. like, what yeah. the freak? Do they even play this game? Like he, <laughs> yeah. he, like he literally chose the worst weapon in the entire arsenal to to showcase this activity that they can't even beat. And it yeah, was like, yeah, you're sure. obviously like a developer or <clears throat> or like a... He, it seemed like it was just a mainly a marketer first. trying to play a game without even having experience with the game. Yeah, he's yeah, like, what is sure. this in my hands? A controller? Like, yeah. t- how do you shoot again? It's like, are you <laughs> are you kidding me? Well, yeah. with the developer stream, I mean, you get a whole different aspect of the game because they're excited for it. They mm-hmm. they want to play it themselves <sighs> more than just announcing it. Like, it, it was just, it was thrilling to, to watch I, the developer stream. I was watching one of the, the, the last developer stream, and I was laughing so hard because there was like toxic gas uh, and they, you know, one of the mechanics is they run through the water to cool their jets when we can, you know, mm-hmm. we'll discuss that later. But they were, you could see that they were jumping into the water to cool themselves and then jump back out and fly somewhere else. Well, this water was poisonous. So they jump mm-hmm. into it, start taking damage, and then they fall and have to get revived. And I was just laughing because... You know, someone would have to come over and revive them, and then he would he would you know go down and have to be revived, and it just made it, me they laugh were because experiencing that's, the game. It's yeah, exactly yeah. what we would be going through. You know, and they, like, yeah, I, I could sure. see myself doing that, just running in there, dying or reviving, and yeah, and they were like lamenting the fact that they were dying a lot because they didn't want everybody watching, <laughs> like thinking yeah. that they suck, and so they're right. like, "Oh man, you guys are gonna think we're terrible at this game," and I was almost like, "Thank you." Because, like, every yeah. other game, they don't give a rip if they suck at it because they absolutely yeah. did. And so it was sure. really refreshing to see that. But yeah. So. yeah. So one thing I have to say is the I the very first time I pulled up the trailer, like, I see the javelin and I'm like, oh, that's cool looking. And then it, like, goes to third person. And I was like, nah, this game is third person. Like, seriously? And then he like runs off the cliff and starts flying. I was like, "What?" Yeah, yeah. the world's like, like totally huge. different perspective yeah. of the game. And then yeah. instantly in my brain, I was like, "Holy crap!" Like, think of the whole shift in dynamic when you've got guys on the ground and guys in the air, and like yeah. how you would strategize with who would be in the air and who'd be on the ground. I thought that was way, way awesome uh, when I first saw it. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's a a paradigm shift from what we're used to where, you know, uh, being Destiny players, you get ships, but the ships are really just a cosmetic item, essentially. And now Mm -hmm. you see a trailer where the suit uh, 
is an essential part of who you are, not only in your attacking, but your travel. Mm -hmm. That's true. Yeah, that's awesome. So uh, let's let's keep going. So as we progress through time, the alpha dropped. Um, And even though there is an NDA on the alpha, now we've had a lot of footage from the alpha. I think you can actually watch pretty much the whole alpha now, right? Um, Uh, I think so. Pretty yeah, close I, to it, I think. There, a lot of places are dropping them in pieces, but it's all the same alpha. Yeah, like I, yeah. I've noticed IGN has released a lot of trailers, and it says alpha footage. So, uh, you know, you can watch a lot of the game, but just on the topic of impressions, how did your impression evolve from the first time you saw the game to the trailers and the developer streams, and then after seeing the alpha and the IGN releases and like the NVIDIA trailer. Um, how do you guys think your impression has changed and has it changed for the better or for worse up to that point? Well, what was, well, what was your impression, Brandon? Um, of the alpha? Yeah. Uh, I, I loved it. In fact, it, that, I think that's when I really started getting super excited about it because, um, you know, a lot of games can show you, cool snippets in trailers uh like uh no man's sky or fallout 76 even though i'm probably gonna get uh jumped for talking about these games but um (laughs) like there was cool concepts and like you go through it but then like all of a sudden they show more gameplay of it and you're like oh this is actually a pretty empty game but seeing the alpha and seeing them go through missions and have to do things for the missions and just how they play it, uh, it kind of relieved my stress that this was going to be, you know, like a, like a sea of thieves or game with a really cool concept, but actually a really empty lame game. That's going to fall flat. I, I just don't, I don't get that impression, um, from, you know, after watching the alpha. Uh, what do you guys yeah. think? Well, oh, well, for me, like the the alpha uh, and the IGN releases, they they changed my perspective because I mean, you always have that question of what javelin are you going to pursue or which one are you going to run as your mm-hmm. character? And you know, first after after hearing the the first announcement of the javelins and kind of their basic ideas, like. I was so dead set on to being an interceptor. And then I watched some of the videos and I'm like, you know what? I don't know if I'm like that. Maybe I'm more of a Colossus player. And then the IGN releases. And then I'm like, you know what? I am, I'm for sure thinking that the uh, interceptor is something good. Cause I, it's just a whole different aspect of gameplay. Like how they announced it or how they played with those characters. Like it, it's very thrilling and exciting. So I'm I'm getting more and more excited as time goes on. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I have more to add, but before I do, Jared, what what were you? Well, and and I, just a note for people who may not know what javelins are. I mean, we're hoping a lot of people here are people who kind of have a basic knowledge. But javelins essentially is your power suit um, that that you're wearing. There's different types, uh, and so I, and going along with what Kendall was saying, I agree. From what I saw from the alpha. Uh, obviously it was limited. They don't want to release a whole game. Um, but it looked, it looked, uh, it kept my attention 
Um, and it kept me wanting to think, okay, what if I went and did this and explored this? And obviously since I wasn't playing, I couldn't do as much exploring as I wanted. And they did have something closed off because it was an alpha. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm sure the demo coming up here will have yeah. a lot more unlocked, but I didn't feel that I lost any interest in it. If anything, I got more excited because I'm like, I want to be able, be able to go through that, do some lore, you know, collect the materials, uh, just to have fun with it because it it looks more along the lines of what I was thinking I would want out of a game like this than anything else. Well, um, well and, and then you bring in the whole aspect of how the characters are developed in the, in the alpha, like how they interact with each other and the whole storyline basis. Like, I think that's super thrilling and I think they got a good thing going for them. Like the story seems pretty legit. So one thing that's interesting that's really cool so far about Anthem is the fact that they can even keep our interest going at this point, because uh, it's like we said in the first podcast, which I'll say it again, if you haven't listened to it, pure gold, but um, (laughs) (laughs) 24 carat, that might be a biased opinion, but, um, (laughs) but just the fact that, you know, we're not hardcore, crazy, like 40, 50 hour a week gamers, but we have played a lot of games, a lot of games mm-hmm. ag- over different platforms. Um, just between the three of us, we've played, you know, PC, Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo, like pretty much every console for every single one of those and a wide variety of different games. And to have Anthem even pique my interest, like the other night I I sat down in front of my PlayStation and I had like my whole library of games, which I mean, you guys know you were there and I just, I I didn't, I didn't really care to play any of them. I was like so bored with virtually all of them. I did that the other day. Burned out. (laughs) I was talking to Kendall and I'm like, we were saying, Hey, do you want to play something tonight? And I'm like, I don't even know what I want to play. I want Anthem to yeah. be out right now. Yeah. <laughs> You're all, yeah. Let's watch bird box for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it'll end differently. And that's more interesting than any of my PS4 games. And wonder what happens if their birds die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we won't go into that. So uh, <laughs> we, we could go into that for a very long time. No, but, uh, but for me, just the fact that Anthem is keeping my interest and I'm excited to play it is like light years ahead of like every other game I have in my library because yeah, I'm not going to be just like, you know, destiny or division or even battlefield on the ground shooting. There's like this whole other aspect to it that is so interesting and I just can't wait to get into to try it out and see what it would even feel like. Like honestly, when was the last time a game like made you excited like that? Like I, I can't remember. Yeah. I, yeah. I, th- I, I would, I would have to say it was the announcement of destiny way back when, like, I think that's the, the last big game that was released that got me super excited. Maybe, maybe Spider-Man for you. I don't well, know. I guess that's true. But, but... I don't know. I but rare. Yeah. It's like, it's yeah. rare nowadays. People yeah, are for sure. They're bored. Like tons of gamers I talk to are, you know, they're, they're bored with the games. They're like not excited about games coming out because yeah. they're just kind of well, the same thing. I think another, another aspect to the, the Anthem series here is that 
the fact that they have uh, combos. Uh, you don't see that too too often in these looter shooter type games where you have specific combos with your other uh, teammates or whatever. And I think that's pretty exciting too. Yeah, I mean, like Des- Destiny, for instance, you could do uh, a melting point or something where everyone does increased damage. But it seems like an anthem, you if you play with the same group of people, you could actually feed off of each other and say, okay, Kendall is rocking the ice storm. Uh, and I'm over here with a ranger, but my I, I stacked something on mine that gives me a nice huge combo if he does ice. Yeah, and, and can you imagine uh, the implications of that? Because you could you could strategize with everybody on exactly like a set of actions to 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 cause a desired effect, and yeah. and if you all execute it perfectly and build off of each other. You could have like a like you know, I don't know a massive event or yeah. you know, do some major damage or something. Um, no, no else. longer individual combos; it's group combos, which changes the whole aspect of the game. Yeah, that's sure. true, for sure. So, uh, going back just a hair to the developer streams, because um, we touched on that. Um, how about your impression of the 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 loot? And the progression system, at least what we know so far, um, what were your what were your first impressions of that? They really touched on that hard on the last developer stream. What? what yeah. Well, so, I, I I guess I I feel the the loot from what I've from what I've heard, loot will be prevalent, obviously, but the high end loot that really makes you uh, powerful and makes you be able to do those harder ones are more rare because, and because they're more rare, they should make you feel more powerful. I mean, there's not a lot of information, but there was some stats that were given about the actual drop rates, but either way, uh, as you progress through the levels, which I assume leveling is normal progression, just like most other games, you know, kill things, get experience, complete missions. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, as far as loot, uh, they have specific rare items, but it should be something that we'll be able to at least want to try for, you know, and do better activities to get them because we know they're worthwhile. Yeah. I think that's kind of the key to a loot shooter game is to actually want to play for the loot. Cause yeah. some games, <laughs> uh, again, which I'll remain nameless. It's probably obvious, but some games it just it gets to the point where you're like i don't even care to go for that loot like because that loot doesn't do anything really major yeah at what point is this actually gonna help me because i'm already doing that (laughs) Yeah. yeah so i guess the best we could say is um from what we've seen so far it it you know we don't want to speculate on how it's gonna be but uh we we're op I guess we could say collectively, right. That from what we've seen, we're optimistic about it. You know? No, yeah. Yeah, sure. yeah, definitely. I mean, one of the other things that I really liked was the fact that they have recipes. Cause you can, you know, instead of just relying on random generation and, and random drops, they have recipes that can drop. And the biggest thing for me is that the recipes can level with you. So you get a drop at level five or 10, and you build it, sweet. And then all of a sudden you're level 20, 
you want to go back and get that weapon because it has maybe a certain perk, it levels with you. So you build it, even though it dropped at level five, you now get a level 20 weapon. Yeah, well, it's pretty similar to the division. I mean, they kind of had that same same feel as where you get a a certain recipe or or something that you can build yourself. Yeah, which was a pretty cool aspect of the game. So yeah, yeah. So I really like that. Cool. So uh, fast forwarding. This is actually our last topic, but um, so there's a lot of, as everybody knows, and I'm sure anybody listening to this knows that the the ea bioware relationship people are weary of it i guess to put it lightly um and and so i i guess the question i'm asking is what has been our impression your guys' impressions on how bioware has interacted with the community so far um let's let's throw it at kendall what how do you think they've interacted so far with the community? You know, honestly, like I, I love the way they're, they're interacting. They're like constantly tweeting out and answering people's questions. And they're, they're trying to keep us as informed as possible. And, and not only that, but again, going back, like they're excited for the game and, and they're letting everybody know, like it's been impressive. We're, yeah, we're gonna we're we're getting this game. We're we're playing this game. This this is fun to us, and so I think it's gonna be awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's always good to hear from somebody that actually knows the game. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and and again, like the way they're interacting and answering your questions on a daily basis, on an hourly basis, almost like it's just impressive. Yeah, I I've been supremely impressed with how they've dealt with Twitter and and facebook and social media and like i went to uh, mike gamble's twitter page and just read through it and he was answering like every single question and then he was actually apologizing to people that he hadn't got to him sooner to answer their question right i was like who does that like that that's not normal <laughs> yeah seriously yeah i was so impressed so impressed. That's the the I have the exact same feelings on that. I mean, I f- I follow them, and there's so many like little tidbits you can learn because they're answering these questions in a way where it's like if you really want to get technical or or it's it may not be technical, just information that is useful, but they're never going to publish. But they're answering them on Twitter, and it's like I love it because it's all this information that I can now just add to my own brain and keep in mind you know even even today or this week you know they they opened up uh because they have a live stream coming up they opened up a poll where the community could vote for what javelin they wanted to see so everyone could actually vote and and to say uh who they wanted Uh, the ranger won Uh, it was really close with the colossus i think really uh but the ranger is going to be the one in the live stream because that's what the community voted on. No kidding. Yeah, it was actually like a 29 to 20 29% to 29%, but there was just a few more votes for Ranger. So Wow, that's surprising. Yeah. 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 I mean, I I actually agree with that because the Ranger technically is what we start out with, but they're going to be I I think they're going to be a little bit farther into the game and so I am actually interested to see is the Ranger going to be conti- or continue to be a viable javelin 
later on because most people are probably going to switch to a new one and test them yeah. out. So For I'm sure. I'm actually interested well, to see. And I would I would definitely highly recommend following these guys on on Twitter or or through the Facebook. Oh yeah, because it's it's so much information that they that it's not necessarily going to be published or, or put into these live streams that is it's pretty cool information yeah, yeah well, check, check this out so I, i'm on mike gamble's twitter page right now and in the last 12 hours 12 hours he's answered 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 9 10 11 12 13 people's questions and, yeah that's just crazy <laughs> yeah that's insane yeah. like if you go to other game pages there's like 5 million questions and then yeah, and they're all unanswered. Yeah, and then <laughs> or one maybe guy's one. like, "Yes," <laughs> and you're like, "Wait a minute." Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Yeah. Well, and and Mike Gamble is not the only one doing it. I mean, Ben Irving or Irving or, or Mark Warner, like they're all doing it, and it's just freaking cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah like like Mike Gamble, I have a new respect for him because, I mean, ju- just tonight he posted a picture of him downloading, um, his Legion of Dawn edition. Uh, that he yeah, pre-ordered someone. and someone asked him a question. He's like, well, wait, don't you work at Bioware? Don't you get free game codes? And he's like, yeah, I can get as many as I want, but how can I ask you guys to pre-order a game if I'm not going to pre-order it also? And yeah, that's yeah, just that's the, awesome. that's just the quality of the developers. They, Super impressive. they're there with the gamers. They want it to succeed just as much as we want it to be good. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy impressive. Like yeah. that, like I said before, it's just unheard of how how well yeah, they responded. Sure. And I think to a degree they've had to, you know, like, like yeah. there was just such a, there's such a bad taste in people's mouth about EA and Bioware both for different reasons. But like when you go on to Facebook pages, like I'm, I'm part of, uh, oh, I guess all three of us were part of various Facebook page groups on Anthem or, or, you know, Twitter groups or whatever. And, uh, and people are constantly saying like, you know, the game looks great, but I'm weary of EA or the game looks amazing, but I feel like I got burned by Bioware. So yeah. them being like super transparent, I think is a really good sign. Yeah, yeah for sure. And, and that's exciting. Like it, it should bring excitement to the game because of that. Mm-hmm. That's impressive. I, I'll be honest. I've never followed any game as closely as I have Anthem. And so far, it has not let me down because Anthem, I feel, has released far more information and is being more public about what they're doing, what they're working on, and how they're going to be proceeding than any other game I've seen. Yeah, well, you so. can't help but compare it. I mean, we all come. I mean, well, all three of us. De- come Destiny, from Destiny is the yeah, yeah. It's the example. Yeah, so like in Destiny, uh, Destiny really started getting, or Destiny Two, I should say started getting better when they became more transparent and for sure. And they, I think they won a lot of gamers back with like their roadmap and answering questions regularly, but to see uh, the developers of Anthem do that from the start is really promising. Uh, It means that they're like, Hey, we're going to start off listening and go through this listening instead of waiting until you guys, 
hate the game and start bashing it to actually start communicating yeah yeah well it's they're going through this game with us like that's what it feels like they're experiencing this game with us they're just showing us information but they're experiencing the game yeah it's awesome yeah and and i mean to contrast that i think also because of the bad taste in i guess big media companies and game development companies right now just the atmosphere that it's been building over the last year ea with bioware uh i feel that they kind of are put in a precarious situation where they really can't mess this up either because gamers are at a state like you said they're cautious they're waiting and if they don't get it right it could just be detrimental to the whole game and not recover so they're doing all the right steps from what I can see, but I think they're just as worried as, as some gamers might be about the game. Well, so. well, just to touch on that. So even if EA had like zero bad history and Bioware had zero bad history, I think more and more gamers are, are cautious about new games, especially ones getting hype. Because yeah. of like the most recent one, Fallout seventy six. I mean, like there was so much hype. Everyone's like, "Check this out!" Like this open world interactive Fallout game that we've all loved. And then they get inside of it, and it's glitchy. The game mm-hmm. plays yeah. really hollow. And then, the, you know, they come back and they're like, "Oh yeah, but you know, we're gonna fix it and make it better." And people are like. Why, Why wasn't it? it this way before? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I, I I don't know if you guys have heard about Ark, the survival game. <clears throat> well, oh, yeah, I have. There was uh, a new game released called Atlas, and it was just it was like delayed and delayed um, until they finally were able to release it. And then when they released it, people discovered that they went into a menu. There was a hidden button. I mean, not only were was the graphics not very good, the gameplay wasn't very good, there was a hidden menu button, and they opened it up. It actually brought up the ARC menu. And then there was an oceans, huh. an oceans option. They clicked on Oceans. It loaded uh, Atlas. So they, they... I mean, you can literally connect point A to point B. Atlas was supposed to be an add-on or downloadable content release to ARC but then somehow was transitioned over for monetary value or whatever into its own game to try and make more money off of it. it yeah, it's just stuff like that. Like I, th- yeah. I think that's why everyone's weary. Triple A games don't exist really anymore. Uh, you know, at least, po- at least the bad rap that they're getting. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of like the sentiment, but um, so that, so our final topic. Um, so imp- the impressions we're getting, I guess on, how they're rolling this out like their rollout strategy and and how they're dealing with advertising um so for me i i pre-ordered the game and i i went down to see if i could get like a like a prepaid pre-order card like you see for a lot of games and um Mm -hmm. it wasn't there and I, I was a little surprised and then I, I got to thinking about it and I was like, you know, I haven't really seen a lot of advertising online and I haven't seen many trailers outside of like 
the communities that I'm part of. And, and so I'm wondering like, and other people, I've seen that too. I've seen certain threads and posts where people are saying, where's the advertisement campaign for Anthem? And so, well, and and I think there, there might be some sort of, um, reason for that. I mean, in, in a little bit of speculation here, I think that it could be because they don't want the game to crash, uh, on release, uh, not necessarily, do they not want people to buy the game, but they don't want millions of people to launch the game at the, at the beginning and, and cause the game to crash for who knows how many hours. Yeah. And maybe that's behind it. Yeah. I don't know. Then yeah, people are like, I knew Bioware would do this. Well, right. I think the, the other worst thing that Bioware could really be doing that other games have done, like you said, Fallout 76, there is no reason to build unnecessary hype over a release that could potentially not be what everyone's expecting it. So by by not advertising to build the hype, they're more relying right. on their transparency and the availability of information. So that way, as players begin to play it and get their hands on it, the community will then be able to build the hype. And, yeah, they and don't, it's they more, don't want to personally overhype the game. Yeah, it's a more trustworthy hype instead of, Oh, buy it because we have this cool video and we tell you to. Yeah. yeah. It's no, like, uh, sure. it reminds me of like the greatest showman. So the greatest showman, uh, I guess their second weekend opening was more like they had more ticket sales than their first weekend because people went out and saw the movie and told all their friends and then saw it again. And then, you know, their friends saw it. Yeah. I, sometimes I kind of feel like that's what they're going for. They're like, let let's not build too much hype, because then they'll They'd be... rather the game to build over time rather than right out of the beginning and then lose half yeah. the half the people. You know, and Plus, then a good game they... will build its own hype as it goes forward. If it's a good game, yeah. people will find it and play it. There's really yeah, no reason sure. to hype it up. Well, think about yeah, how much sure. money they might be saving also and funneling back into the development yeah. by yeah. by not yeah. wasting it on all this marketing that's not needed. Do development streams like they're doing. Yep. So, exactly. yeah. cool. Sure. All right, guys. Well, that pretty much wraps it up. Unless there's anything else you guys want to talk about before we end it. I'm good. Uh, <laughs> no, I think we're pretty good. Cool. All right. So, uh, looking ahead, it looks like there's another developer stream on the 17th, um, which is here in a couple days. And then, uh, just a reminder: the VIP. So, if you pre-ordered. Um, then the VIP demo starts on the 25th and goes to the 27th. And then for everybody else, it's it's February 1st through the 3rd. Uh, did I, is that right, guys? I, I, is it the VIP demo yeah. is only with Legion of Dawn? Is that the case? I think so. I think, um, I think so. So, yeah. so yeah, the Legion of Dawn, the $80 one, um, that's, that gives you the two extra days. Um, but... If you want to be cost effective, I mean, the open demo is February 1st through 3rd. You don't even need to pre-order. You can play the demo if you're still in that, not, you know, worry about the game. Play the demo on February 1st through 3rd. It's free. Well, that's what I've been telling people that have been like, uh, I don't know. I might just stick with Destiny and see where it goes. Um, Or like, I don't want to spend money on a game that's going to be empty. I'm like, hey, go play the free demo. Like it's free yeah, for it's everybody. Free. It's nothing nothing's gonna hurt you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's actually how I got into Destiny One was playing the free demo on the PlayStation. 
and then being like, holy oh, really? crap, I like this game. Yeah. And then going and then buying the game and going forward. So um, huh. if you guys are if you're weary about, you know, whatever, you know, maybe EA burned down your house or something. Who knows? But uh, go <laughs> go play the free demo. I mean, it's free for everybody. But our next episode is going to be important because we're going to be reviewing the demo. So the next episode will be after the VIP demo, but before the all access demo on February 1st. So our, our next episode uh, will be between, let's see, the 27th and the 1st. And we'll be yeah, reviewing so the demo because all, all three of us have the access. So we'll be playing it. Probably um, we'll go live uh 28th or 29th sometime probably 29th okay so, oh, okay yeah Alrighty. so um i guess that's it we'll uh we'll see you next time all right all right we'll see you see you